Hello listeners and welcome to Talk to Touch, the weekly podcast where I discuss living an LGBTQ plus life to build a strong and united community because connection starts with open conversation. I am your host, Denver Shai. Hello everybody, how are you doing? I hope this episode finds you well and happy. I am sitting here with a glass of red wine. Now, actually, it's like three tablespoons, because if I have more than that, I mean, we don't really need me dancing on the tables kind of through this podcast, do we? But anyway, I decided that today I just wanted to have this conversation about an epiphany I had this week. I mean, major epiphany. And it's one of those moments that if you're not conscious of it, it can just pass. And I really wanted to share it with you because so many of us want to find our purpose in life. You often think about, oh, what's my purpose? Where am I going? What am I doing? And I don't know. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like, or I have felt like I am searching, searching, searching and never actually finding or feeling like I've got no idea where I'm going, what I'm doing. And it often can appear that the people around me know where they're going and what they're doing. It's not true. If you speak to most people, they'll say, do you know what, I ain't got a flipping clue what I want to do. I think I want to do this. I think I want to do that. I'm not sure. I've tried this. I've tried that, etc. There are some people I know that I've met recently and a lot of them want to teach, which is fantastic. So they want to teach either things like art. Some people want to teach music, that sort of thing. So very creatively based education. Now, when I was growing up, What really makes me laugh is I absolutely loved, loved English. I really did enjoy English. It was great. And I had a good English teacher and I did very well with that. I I was probably, do you know what? Yeah, I did super, super well. I remember being given, I don't know if some of you would remember, you get those workbooks and you've got to put your name on the front, you've got to sit and you've got to write, follow your little lines, make sure your handwriting's all nice and neat. Mine was never neat. I did try, but it just didn't work out. But I would always finish my writing book, always, and I'd always end up getting a new one. And teachers were a bit tight when it came to giving out these these writing books, but I, I would always finish my book with a story. And I remember one of the books we had to read was Call of the Wild, by, I think it's Jack London, and we needed to, we read the book, and we had to write a story based on that sort of theme, and I still remember the story I wrote, and it was brilliant, and I have been writing as far back as I can remember. I have always written something. I used to write short stories. I was never a poetry person. I don't know what it is about poetry. I just, hmm, I can never quite get behind poetry, but I do have a lot of friends who love it, so that's cool. But I loved writing. The other thing I used to do when I was younger, I always remember having a camera. I was always taking photos of something. I've still got these photos that I took way back when of me and my siblings messing about and having a laugh. The only photos I don't have anymore are the ones I used to have when I I went clubbing. I used to, (laughs) do you know what? I think about it now. I think, oh my God, what was I thinking? I used to bring my camera clubbing with me. I wish, oh, I do wish I still had them. We used to go to the Tropicana nightclub in Peterborough, long gone. In fact, 
goodness knows what's even on that land anymore. Used to be next to the Lido and we were there. We used to go clubbing every Saturday night, sometimes Friday, but the best nights were always the Saturday. Flipping fantastic. And one of the tracks I used to love them playing was Land of Confusion by Phil Collins. I can't remember the name of the band, but Phil Collins. And then you would have Word Up. That was good. Yeah, we're talking 80s tracks here. No, I never wore a shell suit to the club, just in case you're wondering. But boy, oh boy, did we have a ball. It was flipping fantastic. And I would take my camera and I just took photos all the time. And it was great. Um, what else did I do? So that was my writing when I was younger. I used to take photos. And do you know what the other thing was? When I was at school, I used to draw a lot. I loved art. Absolutely enjoyed art. And it was brilliant. We, I don't remember, do you know what? I don't remember much about the painting. I don't think I did that actually. But I remember the drawing. Now, when it came to choosing, remember you have to you used to have to choose your options. So you, I can't remember what year that was. Was it your fourth year? You had to choose your options. And I wanted to choose art. Now, my teacher was so lovely, bless him, with a brick. I didn't get to do the art, actually, when I was at school. He said, his words were, I don't like you, so you're not doing art. So I ended up doing the one thing that could not be further from what I wanted in life and I ended up doing English and childcare. Childcare, no. They wouldn't let me do anything else. So the one thing that really would not be applicable to my life and I knew even back then. So there we go. Anyway, at least I got to do the English. The funny thing, funny thing about it, coming back full circle to this epiphany, Last week, I don't even know how this moment came about, but last week we were sitting, I was talking with James, we were sitting there chatting about life in the universe and what we want to do, where we're going, etc. Because we can just talk for flipping hours. I am telling you, we can go on and the conversation never stops. I've, I don't know what that's about, but anyway, it's cool, it's cool. And do you know what I realised? Right now, I'm doing all the things that I used to do when I was younger. Let me just skip back a little bit because I've missed a point. There was this moment where I remember I wanted to be a, I think, social worker. I always wanted to help young people. I wanted to be a social worker. I remember that. And there's so many different things I thought about doing. But then, do you know what? I just never quite settled on anything. And I had no idea. You know what it's like? your parents or your teacher or somebody comes in to school, whatever, and they say, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And the thing is, you only ever seem to get the choice that you can only do one thing. There's not like several things you can do. I want to do this, this and this. It's usually this or that. Never more than one thing. The other thing is often careers teachers will say or careers advisors would steer you in the direction of perhaps what that was their bias. And no matter what you said, sometimes it just wasn't relevant. Oh, I don't really think you're, I don't really think that suits you. I think maybe this is where you should go. And you'd be like, flipping it. No, 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 no. And I still remember going into a careers office in Peterborough. And I remember when I left school at 16 and I went into the careers office the following week 
and the girl sat in front of me and she said, so what is it you want to do? And boy, did she look bored. If anybody needed to change their jobs, it was definitely her. And I remember her looking at me, so what is it you'd like to do? And I said, do you know what, I don't know. And she went, oh, well, in that case, we can't help you then. And that was my first and last experience of the careers office. Coming back to where we are now, I realised that the things I really wanted to do that made me feel like, that made me feel flipping awesome was my writing, my art and my photography. And these are the very things that I am doing today. And it was only last week that I realised I'm actually right where I should be. I had already been doing the things that made me feel bloody awesome, that made me feel like I was in, you know, there's, you know, like when you're walking down the street, the sun's shining and it's beautiful. Everything just feels perfect. You know, there's nothing that can upset that equilibrium that you're in right in that moment. It could not be more perfect. Do you know what? That's how my life feels right now. There is nothing about it for in terms of like occupation choices that I would change. I am right where I should be. Now, the funny thing about it is I am a born creative. I remember I used to have a shop called Diva Wrappings and I didn't learn how, I didn't practice wrapping gifts or anything, but I just wrapped these beautiful presents, beautiful big bows. It was, I mean, oh my God, you couldn't even find where the paper had been joined together. I I don't even have pictures of them anymore, but they were flipping incredible. So much so I had people leave gifts with me that were several hundred pounds so that I could wrap and they would collect it the next day or in a few hours, like at the end of their working day, etc. And there's so many other examples I could give you, but I won't bore you with those. There were so many things that I have done that I could put my hands to and I'm naturally creative. I'm not very good with the maths and the sciences, but when it came to creativity, I was right in my element. You either like writing or you don't. You either like reading or you don't. And I think I did say in one of my podcasts um, recently that like my sister, she wasn't really one for reading. I have fellow students who absolutely hate reading. I just say they haven't found the right book, but that's besides the point. I love drawing. I didn't draw, after my teacher said what he said, you know, I hadn't, that was the last time I, I got to draw. I didn't, I wasn't told that actually, yes, you can make a career out of drawing out of your art. It wasn't even a suggestion. It wasn't even hinted at. Bearing in mind how life is today, like you've got your social media, etc. you've got your computers. We didn't have that when I was growing up. There was nothing like that. It was, you either went to the library and that was it. When I look at the writing, I look at photography and I look at art, those are the things I'm doing now. And I, do you know what? It really surprised me when I realised that I've just gone full circle. And it made me think of people I know and maybe even for yourself where you think, I don't really know what I want to do with myself. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just not sure. And often... Somebody might say, oh, you got to make sure you get a job where you get a good pension and where it's secure. I don't even know if those two things even really exist or count these days. But anyway, moving on. 
you know, you've got to either be a teacher, go into the police force, you know, be a lawyer, etc, etc. Now, what I find really interesting is what if doing those things is not your happy place and actually you're miserable? Yes, you're bringing in great money, you know, yeah, you've got a nice car, nice house, etc, but you're miserable. I mean, the thing about having, and actually, I don't like the word job. Somebody said it to me today. Yeah, I don't like the word job. It just sounds boring. And it sounds, it's kind of like a burden. That's it. A bit like a burden. You've got a job. And it feels so, oh, you wake up in the morning. Oh, I've got to go to work. Rather than flipping it. When's that alarm going off? No, I've got another hour. In fact, I'm going to get up now because I'm so excited with what I've got to do. I mean, that's where I'm at. When I wake up, the moment I wake up, even if it's like, because often I tend to wake up at about between 5.30, 6, 5.30, 6 o'clock. And I can't wait to get up. Sometimes I'll just get up, I'll go downstairs, I'll do my yoga, come up, have my shower, have breakfast. Then I'm straight into my creativity, my happy place. When you think about your job, your occupation, let's call it your occupation. You spend so many hours doing that thing, hours hours. And if it's something you hate, I mean, how many of us have been in jobs we hate? Can you think of a job that you've done? And I will call it a job. Can you think of a job that you've done that you've woken up in the morning and you're like, oh, flipping heck. No, I don't want to go into work. How many times have you called in sick? I (laughs) remember, do you know what? I remember this one day I was driving to work. The sun was shining. I am telling you, it was a beautiful, beautiful morning. The rapeseed fields were yellow, yellow as far as the eye could see. The sky was blue. The sun was rising up. Oh, it was so fab. And I was thinking, oh gosh, I've got to go go to work. I was working at Weatherspoons at the time. I was like, oh God, I've got to go to work. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I did? I burst out laughing. I reached a junction. I turned that car around and I went back home and I was like, I said to James, we're going out for the day. Let's just go out for the day. Let's go somewhere, anywhere. And we packed up the car and we were, we had some lunch and stuff that we'd put together and we were out all day. I just spent the day out. It was flipping fantastic. How many of us have done that with our jobs? The difference is now I'm doing my art, I'm doing photography and I'm doing my writing. Now, the problem I have is stopping writing. I have no problem starting, I just have problems stopping. My art, I love drawing. Drawing the figure, if you've seen my work on Instagram, you'll know that I absolutely enjoy my drawing. And the photography, oh my God, I'm just loving it. The three things I did when I was younger. The funny thing about it is when people have said to me, so what do you want to do with yourself? When I was younger, what do you want to do with yourself? What do you want to do? What career? And I just never knew. Would it be different had I known then that I could do what I'm doing now? So when you think about, oh, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I want to do with myself. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know where I'm going. I think now after that epiphany, I mean, my goodness, I'm doing the three things I did when I was younger. We're talking years later, much, far more years than you might think. 
I am now doing the things that I did when I was younger. So wherever you are in your life right now, and you feel like you're in a job, you know, that thing that's burdensome to you, rather than an occupation or your career, what are the things that you used to do when you were younger that you thoroughly enjoyed doing that no one told you to do, no one made you do, you would just do it because you loved it and the hours just melted away. Before you know it, you look up at the clock and it's like, flipping heck, four and a half hours have gone, what have I been doing? It's like time just shrinks, it just melts and it's gone before you know it. But you're doing the thing that you love to do. That is your happy place. That's your occupation. That's the thing you should be doing. I don't think, I don't know, I don't think you can just, you have to do one thing. Some people will say, you know, you can't keep swapping and changing. Do you know what? If you want to do three different things, you want to do two different things and you do it. You know, art and, and printmaking, for example, work really, really well together, super well, very, very well together. You know, I'm writing and I'm doing my art and photography those three things work together really well. And quite frankly, even if somebody thinks they don't, does it matter? And do I care that someone thinks, oh, well, you can't, you need to just focus on one thing. I love the things that I'm doing and I could not be happier. And I would ask you to have a look at what you used to do when you were younger or the things that you've done in the past that you can do now. There's so many people that have gone back to things that they used to do without being told to do them. And that's what I think makes the difference. I've had people say to me, oh my God, you would be so good with children. You should work with children. No, absolutely not. I even had one guy say to me, that is the job you will have if I have anything to do with it. Oh really? So I don't get a say? No, you need to find, we all need to find the thing that makes time melt away. And it doesn't matter what someone else thinks you should be doing. You know what? Your life is your own. Your queer life is your own. Your gay life is your own. You make it what you want to make it. You take hold of it and make that thing yours. Make that life yours because you're the one who's got to live it. I know I've had some pretty crappy jobs and I am telling you there is nothing worse than being in a job where you are there for hours and hours on end and you're miserable and it doesn't just stop when you're at work, you're like, oh, I've done my eight hours and I've gone home, game over, it's done. No, you come home and then you're griping about that crappy job that you're in. And then you're thinking about, oh my God, I've got to go back to work tomorrow. And then when you get to the weekend, you know, it gets to Friday. I know we're in a 24-7 flipping world these days, but let's just think conventionally now or how things used to be. You get to Friday and then you're like, oh God, yeah, I've got work on Monday. You haven't even hit Saturday yet and your mind is already thinking, oh my God, I've got to go to work on Monday. The difference is... When you are in your happy place, when you are doing your occupation, that thing you love, the thing that no one has to tell you to do, you know what, I am not kidding you, you no longer have those thoughts. In, I mean, for me now, what I tend to think of is, oh my God, I can't wait to do this and I've got to do that and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I've just got all these ideas 
buzzing around in my head and it is it's brilliant I don't have the same negative downtrodden feeling emotion that I've had with some of the jobs I've had in the past you know what I was going to say most queer people are most gay people are creatives and do you know what the funny thing is I do think that's true I do yes Yes, there are gay scientists, etc., etc. people who work in finance. I know we're not all creatives, but you know what? I do think there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of creative queer people. I do think as well, and I asked a few people about this, and I think they, I think they agreed that one of the things that some people don't like about creatives is the fact that we are free thinkers that we don't stay confined to the box, to the norm. And we we just see life differently. We just see life in a way that non-creatives struggle to see. I don't think I'm explaining myself very well here, but when I listen to all my gay creative friends and how they see life, how they feel about life, oh my God, it is so exciting. It really is absolutely exciting. And if you're in a place at the moment where you are in a job, you're not in your happy place, you're not doing that thing that just makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning, hail, rain or shine, something that you want to do, you love to do, you know, you've got a room, like I have my art room. I, I tell you what, I'll be in here all day. In fact, most of the time, when I'm not at uni, I'm in here all day long. Sometimes I have to remind myself to leave this room, go out for a walk, get some air. But I love being in this space. Absolutely love it. It's still changing. In fact, I've got to put some lights up for my IKEA furniture. That's the other thing. You get to buy IKEA furniture. Oh my God, IKEA. How many creatives have an art space and it's not got Ikea furniture? (laughs) Ikea furniture in it. Oh my goodness. Anyway, moving on. If you have the opportunity to turn a room in your house, your garage, a shed, whatever, into your creative space, flip in, take it. Seriously, take hold of that thing you loved to do when you were younger or whenever. It's usually, I really do think it's usually the things you used to do when you were younger. And it may seem like, oh yeah, but that's a hobby. And the problem is often with the things that creatives do, it's seen as, oh, that's just your little hobby. Or it's just something you do uh, on the side, whatever. No, no. Take hold of that thing you love to do and however you want to share it, whether you want to teach it, whether you want to do courses online, doesn't matter. Take hold of that thing you used to do when you were younger and see if that's the thing that you should be doing now or could be doing. I know it's not easy and quite frankly, you know, when people say, oh yes, but it's really hard. You know what? Anything worth doing is hard. Anything worth doing is a challenge requires effort, requires you to scuff your knees. I could not be happier and I'm serious, but you know what? The other day I was out taking photos. I was doing some street photography and I took, I think it was 72 exposures, three rolls of film, nearly two hours later, and it was flipping freezing cold. It was cold. 
Would I like to be sitting in my home in the warm, in my art room? Yes, I would. But do you know what? I was enjoying myself. My knees didn't thank me. Yes, I did suffer for a few days afterwards. But do you know what? I had a bloody ball. It was fantastic. Can I say that about doing the jobs I hated? No, I would be clock watching. And instead of the hours going forward, they went in reverse because I was so bored and miserable. We haven't got time to do jobs that make us miserable. We need to be doing the things that inspire us, the things that bring out the best in who we are. I know, I know it's not easy. I also know that it's not as straightforward for everybody, but you know what? You have to decide for yourself how you want your life to turn out. If you want to do something that makes you miserable, or, you could, or you're going to do something that means you take evening classes or whatever. Courses online, I mean, my goodness. There are more courses online than you can shake a stick at. So many things. It just requires your time, your effort. And I would say it depends on how badly you want to do the thing that you talk about. That's what I would say. Just depends. I know someone who worked at Hot Point for 10 years and went to college in the evenings, and went to the library every Saturday, 10 years, so they could raise the money, and get their education they needed to go to university, to train as a lawyer, 10 years, now that's dedication, that is dedication, so you know what, I just wanted to, well today I wanted to jibber jabber really, and tell you about my epiphany, that I'm actually full circle, full circle back to the things I did when I was younger. I just, you know, even as I say, say it now, I still think, oh my goodness, all those years spent trying to figure out where I should be, what I should be doing. And it was always with me. I didn't need to go searching. It was already there. I already had those things within me. I didn't need to search. And I have wasted wasted years searching, making myself miserable in the process. Take hold of your life by the horns, find the things you used to do when you were younger and do them. See what you used to do. You know, it's, what's the worst that could happen? Really? What is the worst that can happen? I really hope you get to find your happy place and the things that make you smile, the things that make you feel like your life is worth it. Not what other people think your life should be, but what you know your life should be. It'd be great for you to do the thing that makes you feel valued and know that you are truly in your happy place. And if you're struggling to work out what career, what occupation that you want to engage in, what you want to do, maybe like me, you've always done that thing. Maybe it's always been there. Maybe you should look back at those interests and hobbies and various things that you used to do when you were younger. Those things maybe that you did not so long ago. I do think they are things you, you've always done. They've just, that interest has always been there. But somehow we find ourselves looking in all sorts of directions instead of looking closer to home. What did I used to do that I thoroughly enjoyed? And just giving it a different perspective, looking at it from a different angle, not saying, oh yeah, well, that's what I used to do when I was at school, you know, I was a kid then. 
Yeah, but so many of our, so many of our, the things we used to do, the things we loved, are what we did when we were younger. Maybe, like me, you'll discover by looking back, actually, what you've always wanted to do has always been with you. You never know, you might just be surprised. Thank you so much for joining me today in this episode. I really hope that it has inspired you, particularly if you're not in an occupation that you enjoy. If this episode was beneficial to you, then do share it with someone. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Talk to Touch. Please rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and tune in for new episodes every Monday. And until then, this is Denver Shy. And don't forget, connection starts with open conversations.